Welcome to the Get More Success Show. He's a guy who never measured a man's success by the size of his wife. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! It's showtime. 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 It's showtime. Showtime! And now, here is your host, Warwick Merry. Welcome back to another episode of the Get More Success Show. I'm your host, Warwick Merry from warwickmerry.com. Hey, now today we're doing something a little bit different. We are going to be talking to someone who's had quite a lot of success in the event industry, but in a highly restricted event industry. We are, of course, talking the medical industry. So it's my delight to have with me today, Kylie Clark. Welcome. Thanks, Warwick. Thanks for having me on your show. Absolute pleasure. Now, Kylie, you're the, now let me get this title correct, the Manager of Conferences and Events for the Royal Australian New Zealand College of Radiologists. Is that correct? That's correct, yeah. That's going to be a very, very long business card. (laughs) (laughs) It is, it is. So, so what is that in, in title? So, because I know you have uh, regular conferences, but you also have technical days? Yeah, correct. So the the primary focus of my role is to manage our events department and we run a national conference which rotates throughout Australia and New Zealand. Uh, so that's held in October every year. So that's 1,300 delegates, three and a half days, so quite a large event. And then we also run several other smaller conferences and workshops and one-day symposiums throughout the year as well. So currently on an annual basis, we probably have around about 17 events on the go. Wow. But also because you are a medical uh, association, you're severely restricted with a lot of the sponsorship and a lot of the things that normal event organisers do by Medicines Australia. So what are some of those restrictions? Yeah, so that's correct. So with Medicines Australia and also the, um, the Code of Practice with the MTAA, and uh, that restricts us with uh, sponsors not being able to do things like social events and, and golf days and um, being able to support things which I guess our members might see as fun activities. Um, those, those companies unfortunately can't support that. So we have to be creative in a way that we can give them their bang for their buck, but also meet their guidelines in terms of particular scientific content and the amount of scientific content as well. We're also kind of bound by where we can host our events as well, because if it's seen to be in a holiday destination, a lot of those companies, again, can't support. So we need to take all that into consideration, but then still make a really fun event for our for our members as well. So it, it really is trying to go into the title fight with one arm behind your back, really, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, our sponsors want to support the uh, support our events. But as I said, you know, they're very strict and say, we can't do this, we can't do that. We can't have, you know, particular paraphernalia on the stand. And, and uh, you know, we needed the content to be so many hours and, and we need to see certain speakers and what's being covered. So we really have to do a lot of pre-planning and taking all of that into consideration before we even go out to our sponsors and yeah, say, yeah. hey, support our events. Fantastic. Well, I look, to, I look forward to finding out a little bit more. But before we get too carried away, the question that I ask all of my guests on the show is, how do you define success? So this is not just within, you know, the events industry of what you're mm-hmm. doing, but overall, how would you define success within your life? Yeah, so I guess when I was younger in my 20s, because I'm, I'm so old now in my 30s, but, you know, you, you, you grow up so much you. You know, that, that 10 years time. But, you know, I think when I was younger, for me, success was really around a financial 
kind of financial wealth. That's what I saw as successful going. If you make lots of money, if you're super successful, you know, that's where I want to be. But I would definitely say as I've become, um, you know, worked in, worked in this industry and also being around medical professionals as well, it's for me, it's a lot more about prosperity and around, you know, your happiness and your health and doing what you love. I think that's when you're truly successful, when you can wake up every day and say, I actually truly love my job. I love the people I work with. I have a great family life. I have a great social life. I get to do things outside of work as well that I'm really passionate about. And I, I think that really defines success. Well, that's okay. what defines it for me. Yeah, great. So what are some of those things outside of work that you do that you're passionate about? Yeah, so I am really into food and nutrition. I've actually just recently started uh, studying uh, to become a food and nutrition coach. So I'm doing that um, on the weekends and also via distance learning as well. So that's really important to me. And the great thing is work is very supportive um, in me doing that extracurricular study on the side. And and they've also said, you know, once you finish studying, it'd be great for you to implement some of your knowledge into the organisation and help staff, you know, with some of their... No more um, donuts. No. Yeah, no more cakes and donuts. <laughs> We are like the organization of, of the morning tea, you know, we, we know how to host a good morning tea. So, um, yeah, so things like that, you know, spending time with my family. Um, I have a two-year-old niece and she's absolutely amazing and I've never laughed so much in my life. Sometimes it's really inappropriate laughing, but uh, yeah, she's, um, she's great. And, you know, just spending time doing things like I like working out. So I go to training a few times a week and, um, yeah, and eating out and going to restaurants and going to theater and that sort of thing. So that's, right. that's kind of my passion outside of and, work. And like myself, you've got a fluffy little dog as well. Yeah. I do. Yeah. He's my, he's my fur baby. So he's nine in July. So he's a bajoodle, which is a Bichon cross mini poodle. And what color? Uh, he's like a caramel color. Right. Caramel. <laughs> he's supposed yeah, to be white, so but plays in the dirt too much. Uh, he's actually quite precious. He doesn't like getting his feet dirty. <laughs> right. That's very Bichon-like. It's like, no, oh, no. It is very Bichon-like. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, oh, wet grass. I don't, I don't want anything to do with that. <laughs> oh, where's the dry concrete? Let's just go to the car. Yeah, exactly. He loves car trips, actually. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Um, okay, so with, with the events that, that you've been, how long have you been doing events? Um, not just within RANZCR, but also before that? Yeah, so actually, I've actually never done events with the college. I've been here for 15 years this year. So um, started off as receptionist when I was the spring chicken age of 20. So um, yeah, I've been here. Yeah, been here for 15 years, and I actually kind of morphed my role, kind of morphed into events, and that's when I realised that I really enjoyed the whole logistics and the organisation and, and running an event. So um, the college was uh, really fantastic and they said to me, well, great, if that's what you really enjoy doing, that can be your primary role. And they put me through the um, tertiary training to become an event manager. Uh, and then I was working in events and then I then was promoted to the manager of the whole department two years ago. Great. So as we've said previously, the restrictions you've got from MTAA Medicines Australia make it uh, interesting. What are some of the other challenges mm. that you have with some of your events? Because again, I would suspect dealing with um, the, the radiographers and the well-educated people, um, you've got a lot of need for, as you say, that scientific information to fit mm -hmm. in your requirements. But mm -hmm. that also 
uh, as you said, that a lot of them would earn some significant money. So a lot of the sponsors and stuff, you'd have to have some sort of high level sponsors, et cetera. So I'm just really interested. What are some of the challenges that you face in organizing these kind of events to, to, to really make it match for the delegates as well as for those uh, on the sponsorship side of your event? Yeah, absolutely. So as you said, like content is king, really. That's what really brings the sponsors on board, because if you have great content and great scientific speakers, then obviously you're going to get the delegates coming to the conference, which then entices the sponsors. So for us, it's the real challenge is making sure that we marry up all of all of those needs so we're we're ticking the delegates needs in terms of providing that scientific content and bringing those uh delegates to the conference as well to make sure that our sponsors are happy with the with the number of um i guess faces that they get to see during the three and a half days one other thing that we really uh, find challenging is actually keeping our delegates in the exhibition hall so we find that you know, once they get to the event, especially in major capital cities where there's the bright lights and there's the shopping and there's the restaurants, you know, once they get there, they're happy to go to the lecture lecture part of it. But then as soon as they get a break, they're like outside in the sunshine and grabbing coffees and grabbing lunch and that sort of thing. So we really entice our delegates to stay in the exhibition hall by doing uh, like social drinks and putting on a really quality lunch and running uh, competitions like the delegate passport prize and that sort of thing. As well as we're very upfront with our delegates and say, the sponsors and exhibitors are here to see you and they very much underpin the event and they support the event um, by providing the, the financial support to, to make it all happen. And therefore we need to show them, uh, you know, support reciprocated by going and, and actually seeing the trade and speaking to them. And we're doing things as well, like, you know, the industry is changing where the radiologists and the radiation oncologists aren't necessarily the ones that are decision makers and, and purchasing equipment. So we appreciate that, you know, they may not be necessarily seeing the best contact during the three and a half days um, to, to purchase product. So then we've introduced things such as um, an open day on the Saturday afternoon, whereby we ask our trade, okay, you can invite say up to five practice managers or, you know, people within within the local area of that city that we're in and say to them, hey, we're in Perth, for instance, um, if you're interested in coming and seeing the latest Siemens product, the latest GE product, you can come to the exhibition hall and come in for free and have a chat to us. Right. So we're, we're introducing things like that to make it the bank for buck for them as well. So while those people may not necessarily be attending the conference, it's a it's a big plus for our sponsors and exhibitors to be able to, to yeah. see those people. There's a lot of conversations over the last year or so about the gamification of the events area <laughs> of the, 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 the exhibition hall. Have you and your sponsors got into the gamification element too much? Uh, we have a little bit. I mean, we're, we're definitely progressing more now to being an app-based conference. So at the moment, we have an app, but we also still develop that, you know, 70-odd page handbook, you know, with all the, all the details in there. And we're very much each year trying to cut down the handbook. So for instance, this year we're producing a handbook or we're producing a, a scaled back version of the handbook. Right. But we're, we're developing our app more and more and we are introducing some of that gamification um, especially like with live polling and uh, 
and things like that in our scientific sessions because it also then engages the delegates yeah. rather than just sitting there for 45 minutes listening to a didactic, you know, a didactic <laughs> presentation and half of them are nodding off in the, in the, in the, um, in the lecture theatre, which you do see, you see a lot of like nodding heads. <laughs> um, you know, introducing that gamification really engages the audience and, uh, sponsors have got on board as well where they're saying oh well, you know we want to be the sponsor of the app because then you know you've got those pop-ups coming up and saying you know this the app's supported by xyz yeah. and so it's yeah it's it's quite good and i think the more that the apps become um advanced more advanced and and more i guess um technical applications involved with that i think we'll see more and more of you know some of those fun interactive um elements to the yeah. conference with your app is that something you are creating in-house or are you getting an external supplier who then customizes it for yeah, you yeah we we do we have an external supplier so through our pco so we appoint a pco as well who is essentially um based within usually the state of where the conference is being held right. so they very much manage the the kind of on-ground logistics and that yeah. sort of thing so yeah. they usually um outsource the the development of the app to um to yeah a company so we've used um we've used several different ones in the past but this year's pco um actually have their own app which they're then developing for us as well but then they're adding on extra bits and bobs that we say oh this was really great last year can we okay. incorporate that great hey i'm um, getting back to your your delegates nodding off in the scientific session <laughs> what, yeah. what do you do with that like in terms of because some of these scientific papers will be dry and I, and I'm certain that the, the people delivering mm. it's going to go, God, I'm going to have to try to stay awake. So yeah. <laughs> anything to brief your presenters on these are the, the uh, suggested ways to keep it interactive, to keep it highlighted. So you're not just up there head on a stick. Let me read my slides to you using words of 15 syllables and chemical formulas. Do you do anything to brief yeah. your speakers? Um, we do give them briefing notes, but I think we're we're very lucky in the sense that a lot of our keynote speakers that are invited to the conference are, are speakers that our organising committee. So our meetings are are, are managed by an organising committee. They essentially pull together the whole the whole program and and the socials and things like that. Um, we're lucky in the sense that they've been off at a conference, an international conference, and seen that particular speaker present themselves. Yep. And they come back and say they're highly engaging, they've got excellent content, it's very, you know, clinically relevant to, to what we're doing right now. So it's great in that sense that they go and see speakers and they essentially handpick the the cream of the crop and say, let's invite them to come to our conference. Right. So in terms of our, our keynotes, they don't need too much briefing because also they do the they do the circuits. They go to all the large international conferences and yeah. present and and so coming to Australia or New Zealand and presenting at our event is just part of that circuit. So they're very well polished and and right. you know they're the they're the kind of high caliber speakers that, that we get at our events. Okay. So what's next for the events that you've got coming up? Like what do you, cause that's with all things, you'll do a great event and people go, wow, that was great. What are you going to do to make it better next year? So in the yeah. next three or four years ahead, where is, where is your head at? What sort of things are you looking to embrace? Yeah. So, I mean, outside of our national conference, we're looking at other educational offerings because at the moment, really, our ASN is our largest educational offering, um, apart from those smaller um, specialised events that we're running as well. So last year, the college uh, ran its inaugural 
uh, Ranska ACR courses. So we partnered with the American College of Radiologists right. and they bring out their international faculty and we run a highly intensive three-day hands-on workshop style um, courses. And uh, we ran the first, as last year was the inaugural one. The feedback was fantastic. Uh, we're now increasing our offering. So we had 75 places last year. We offered 180 places this year um, and increased our um, content by an additional three courses, three different topics. Um, I'm so excited to say that we're two months out. We've only got our four places left out of the 180. So That's fantastic. Yeah, it's fantastic. But it just goes to show that obviously the type of events that we're putting on, there's a real need for our members. So for us, I don't know if it's always about trying to make what you have better. I think it's really doing your research and saying, okay, in addition of a really good product that we already have, what else can we do outside of that that's going to be of benefit to our members and, and ticks a real educational need from their perspective? Yeah. Yeah. So right. that's, what, that's what we're focusing on. Okay. So for you as a, a, an event organiser, what are some of the things that you wish you knew way back earlier? Like, you know, you've obviously, you've been in the role now for quite some time. You've done a lot of education around it. So for anyone who's listening, who's relatively new to events, what would be the three things that you think, oh, if only I knew this when I first started out in the events thing? <laughs> um, I guess my thing would be definitely in terms of committee management, when I first started, you know, obviously everyone's got a lot of ideas. I work with very, as you said, very intelligent, um, very, I guess, pedantic. They have to be pedantic. There's medical and specialists. And they some very strong-willed individuals as well. Extremely strong-willed individuals. Uh, so for, for myself, it's just understanding um, that committee relationship and, you know, when people push back about something. It's not because they want to be a pain, but they're very passionate about what they do. And it's just learning how to manage that relationship um, and understanding that if something gets said to you, you just have to be like water for ducks back. It's not personal. You know, it's just in the in the moment of trying to pull together an excellent, an excellent event. So that's definitely one thing. I, I over the years I've taken that on board and said it's not personal it's not about you it's just in the process of you know of organizing an event yeah. and that um, can be hard though because you're committed to the event as well and you've got strong ideas absolutely. And, and you've done something you think is great let's say and they've gone no we can't do that you're like oh but it was so good it was so good yeah absolutely and and i guess also for myself you know i work for the organization so i have the organization's interests you know, I need to make sure that we're we're meeting things, governance, KPIs, hitting our hitting our targets, that sort of thing. So I need to look at it not only just saying, hey, let's organise a great fun event. I've got some, you know, I've got expectations from my end as well, saying, sure. you know, we need to make sure this this needs to to run to the college standards. Yeah. Um. So that yeah. So definitely committee committee relationships, committee management is something that I back in the day wish I had. <laughs> known and and you know and i guess it's only from experience that you that you develop that um the other thing would be you know there's things are going to go wrong in events like you think you've got things planned down to a t you've got run sheets on run sheets you've got contingency plans for contingencies you know but things inevitably go wrong um and i think just managing saying on the grand scheme of things what scale is that you know is it catastrophic is it 
no one's going to know about it because at the beginning when things went wrong for me, everything was catastrophic. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's ruined. Everyone's going to know. And, you know, I would then talk about it post-event. People are like, what? When did that happen? What, what are you talking about? <laughs> so, you know, I think it's also managing your own expectations and, and managing your own stress levels about certain things, things happening. And now, you know, things do happen at events. And I'm like, oh, that's not ideal. But really, the, the, the show's still going on. Everything's happy. You know, or everyone's, everyone's looking at it from an outside perspective saying, oh, everything's running really smoothly. Meanwhile, you're back at house, like pulling your hair out, having a mental breakdown. But, you know, it's just having that, putting on that perception that everything's going really smoothly and, and you know, what you might perceive as being a, a terrible hiccup in the, in the process. It's really nothing. And, you know, just, just being mindful of that as well. Yeah. It really is um, that graceful swan, isn't it? It looks magnificent as it goes across the lake. And then underneath, you and the rest of the team are all like, let's keep pedaling, keep pedaling. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and that's where. And, and I think that I, I guess building on that, the third one is as well, is just being able to manage your own stress levels. There's nothing worse than when something does go wrong and several people are involved in it and we're all trying to you know workshop how to fix it it's like you literally just need to keep calm like i i saw a i saw a um meme one time that said event management is riding a bicycle through hell and your bike's on fire <laughs> and that's essentially and that's essentially what event management is at times but you know just keeping that calm demeanor because if you're calm and you say, yep, we've got everything under control, and everyone else is like, well, if Kylie isn't freaking out, then it's all fine. Yeah. Internally is a different story. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's just, yeah, I think there are three things for me that I have definitely learned over the time. Because events really are a marathon, aren't they? Because typically, like, you've got a three-day event going on, you'll have a two-day bump in, a one-day bump out, and, and you can't afford to blow all your energy on one situation because there's going to be so many others throughout the course. So it's just like, okay, what's next? Let's just deal with oh, this. Oh, absolutely. You need the stamina. And I think, I think you almost have to be slightly crazy to work in events because <laughs> I really do. I think, you, I think you need to thrive off just being on the go 24-7 for those, as you said, those five days, including bump in, bump out. Um, you need to thrive on being able to be a, you know, a solution, like manage, you know, problems and, and find the solutions and creative thinking and, uh, and, you know, just being able to pick up the pieces where needed be. But then also, I guess as well, once the event is run and you know you're you've got your closing plenary closing session and you realize wow that was such a fantastic event there's there is no better feeling than that so while there's all that craziness in the lead up to and on side i guess in event management you get that real satisfaction of once an event's taken place and you go wow that was that was phenomenal like we all banded together we that was a really great outcome it really is selective amnesia isn't it because during the time you're like this is oh this is insane i'm never doing this again oh my goodness yeah. <laughs> and then it's, how good was that can't wait till next year it's so true it's so true our conveners um when we have our debrief on the sunday i love asking that question i say would you do this again and they're like absolutely not <laughs> <laughs> they're like absolutely not they're like you are crazy to do this year on year but you know i think it's as i said you 
it's definitely an industry that you need to be passionate about and really enjoy. It's not something that you can probably go into and go, yeah, I kind of like it. I kind of like organising a few things, you know. I get along with some people, you know. It's it's just I feel like it's a, in an industry that's all or nothing. Yeah. You're either you're committed or, or you need to go and find a, another career choice. Yeah, yeah, great. Thank you so much for your time today, Kyle. It's been so much fun chatting with you. It has been great. Thanks, Warwick. Um, if people want to get in touch with you and talk more about your experience or if they want to find out more about the college, what's the best way for them to, to get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. So um, they can certainly email um, myself at the college. So they can just email events at Ranska, which is ranzcr.edu.au and uh, just say, hey, Kylie. Heard you chatting to Warwick, um, wanted to ask you a few questions or, you know, follow up with anything and I'd be more than happy to get back to Great. them. Great. Excellent. Thank you so much for your time today. Great. Thanks, Warwick. You've been listening to another episode of the Get More Success Show. I look forward to your company next time. Thanks for listening to the Get More Success Show with Warwick Merry. Continue the conversation with other successful people over at getmoresuccess.com. That's where you'll find all the show notes as well as a link to our Facebook group that we'd love for you to join. Getmoresuccess.com is also where you'll find all the information you need to connect with me, your host, Warwick Merry. Thanks for listening and we hope you can get more success.